0: This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, June 9th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing today?
1: Uh, Pretty good. I just found out that my primary uh, headset's not working, so I get to deal with my laptop microphone today.
0: Yeah, we went to go hit record and... uh Oh, yeah. That's not Hopefully fun. it's
1: still a good experience for y'all. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, you'll you'll sound fine. A little different, but doing fine. Uh, slight technical uh, setback. We're fine. Good. Um, we're going to talk about DFS picks for Thursday the 9th today, but first we're going to talk about these redraft leagues that uh, went on Wednesday night. Uh, you and I both had drafts, went very differently. Um, we had a bunch of trouble over at mine trying to do a snake draft, um... I want to blame Yahoo having their DFS launch ma- making things funny. We had a bunch of guys that couldn't get in the draft room given really weird errors and mm. uh yeah, just it was a it was weird. And then you can't stop the draft very easily once it loads and and all this stuff. So uh we're going to reschedule. I have a big apology for, you know, everybody that that tried but been emailing everybody and we're gonna redo a, a draft and I'll have more info about that soon. Um But, yeah, how did yours go? Yours went off okay, right?
1: Yeah, we didn't have any problems. Uh, One guy got there at the very second that the draft started and then kind of dropped out after an hour. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other than that, everything went smooth, smoothly. Uh, We all got teams, aside from that one guy whose team is terrible. Mm -hmm. uh, They're all looking like decent teams, could compete. Uh, so it should be a fun second half of the season for us.
0: Yeah, you guys did uh, auction and yes. auto auction is much different than auto snake drafting. Yeah, uh, it
1: it kind of ruins the draft somewhat. He had picked enough like big price players by that point that uh, really he just got stuck with some really you know dumb ones. Uh, I think uh-huh. Adam Wainwright was someone he bid like eight dollars on. Sure, and, you know, a couple guys like that. It's just shouldn't yeah. be on a roster at this point, or much less than what they went for.
0: Yeah, and I know the first rule of fantasy baseball is nobody wants to hear about your team, but I do want to hear about your team mm-hmm. for a good, you know, 15, 30 seconds. Uh, how, was it, do you have a weird strategy going into this, or anybody stick out to you? What, what did, how's your team look? Are you feeling pretty good about what you've got?
1: Yeah, I, I feel okay about it. It could have gone a lot better, but it's a solid team. That sounds uh, like... I, Every reaction
0: to an auction draft when you come out of it. You never come out of the auction perfect.
1: Yeah, I went in. My strategy was just to try to get a couple guys early, uh, knowing they won't pay a lot, and react from there, uh, fill in as needed. Mm. Uh, I didn't really go in with a a full battle plan like I usually do. Uh, Being a mid-season league, uh, something that's free and just for fun, I felt like I got just show up, drink a beer, have a good time, and I, sure. I think that worked out all right.
0: And then uh, uh what stars did you target or end up with in the sort of stars of scrubs? What was your big money?
1: Uh, Bryce Harper was something like $56. Chris Sale was something like $42. Okay. Uh, the sale buy was probably a little overzealous. Uh, I'm fine with Harper at $56. Yeah. Uh, but I think... uh David Price and Garrett Cole combined for $49, I'd probably rather
0: have that pair than sale alone. Yeah. That sounds like, again, sounds like an auction. It's hard (laughs) when you go back and compare prices, yeah.
1: I I did win five closers and Ken Giles as well, Uh, so that should be an automatic 12, and they'll help me with my ratios, too. So, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about my pitching, even though it's really Chris Sale and some uh, fill in stuff like Clay Buckles, uh, Andrew Heaney, and then I'm hoping Ian Kennedy is turning the corner.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, yeah, so Brad's a Bryce Harper in the second half, or Bryce Harper owner in the second half. That'll be fun to follow. Yeah, hopefully I
1: didn't miss all his production for the season.
0: (laughs) All right, well, uh, yeah, we're going to get in the DFS picks for Thursday, the 9th, and as usual, we start at catcher. Um, there's ten games going on today, three of them early and seven late. Brad, what do you think in a catcher? Anyone jump off the page?
1: Uh, so that early slate's a kind of a weird one. Mm. Uh, just the pitchers don't really give you uh, much to bite into, it, either for using or for exploiting. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of have to pick a team to target, a team to use. With that in mind, I think you you go for talent and ballpark more than, uh, actually going after a specific guy.
0: Sure.
1: Uh, so I've pulled out uh, Brian McCann versus Jesse Chavez. Uh, it's at Yankee Stadium. Uh, you have McCann, a lefty, swinging at that short right-field porch. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on the other side of that one, there's uh, Stephen Boat against Masahiro Tanaka. And Tanaka does allow his share of home runs. Uh, Boat's mm-hmm. one of the best guys uh, to the pole field when he gets into one uh, in terms of distance this season. I uh, learned that yesterday, one of Jeff Sullivan's posts. And, yeah, that should be a challenging but possible payout there. Yeah. And then uh, you could also look at Russell Martin against Jeff Samarja.
0: Sure. Yeah, this is... Um, I agree with you about this early slate where it feels like it's either a decent pitcher against, you know, a bad matchup, or it's a not great pitcher, you know, mm-hmm. and against a team that's not great. Yeah, it's like I like Jesse Chavez, but not at the Yankees. And I like Tanaka not but not versus the A's. And like I like matching up against the White Sox, but not Ari Dickey. You know? I like yeah, exactly. Uh I would like to pick on your Donna Ventura, but who do you take from the race? Like it's it's weird. It's it's a weird early slate like that. Yeah, okay. And then how about the uh, late slate of games? Any other catchers for you in, in the evening? Uh, there's definitely more to
1: pick out from that late group. Mm-hmm. Uh, still not a terribly deep slate. Uh, but you can go with Yasmani Grandal against Severino Gonzalez. Yeah. It's definitely a very exploitable
0: pitcher. Yeah. That'll be a popular stack.
1: Yes, I think uh, Dodgers is definitely one of the better groups to go after, especially because for some reason a lot of their players are inexpensive, even though they're very talented. Yeah. Uh, so it's a nice uh, value play, and you're facing just a not very good pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, there's A.J. Pruszynski at Coors Field.
0: Yeah, I wrote that. I mean, you you want a contact guy at Coors Field, you know. Mm-hmm. It's and hard to get Kyle Kendrick, you know, he's it, probably bad. the worst
1: pitcher in the league right now.
0: <laughs> I, it's hard to get super excited about A.J. Pruszynski, but this is True. definitely the matchup that you would want him in. You know, gets to go to Coors, and... As you said, Cal Kendrick is not intimidating at all. So, yeah, that's a good matchup for him. Would you consider the opposite side of that? Not even Nick Hundley especially, but Willen Rosario gets in. Sometimes I like to use him at first base against lefties, and it should be catcher eligible. He gets Alex Wood, who's a decent pitcher, but not a guy that I would stay away from uh, in Coors Field. Um, So, my sneaky pick is Willen Rosario if he makes it into the lineup, but They like to use him against lefties, but he hasn't even, like, pounded lefties this year. So he's... I could see him doing fine, but not a ton of confidence there. Do you have any thoughts on Will Zario? Yeah,
1: so I actually wrote down all three of the catchers of Mm. the Um, was there not really a catcher anymore, but uh, qualifies in some formats, uh... Nick Conley if he's in, Michael McHenry, if he's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all platoon advantage against Alex Wood, who uh, he's the kind of guy I'm not sure how he'll react to. Of uh, course, field uh, might have trouble with his pitch movement. Yeah, uh, Rosario's actually played pretty well recently, if memory serves. And so that's another reason to think about using him. And like you said, he'll be at first base rather than catcher.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Nick Hundley really has uh opposite splits. He's right-handed, likes hit righties mm-hmm. more, but that shouldn't matter. Like, when I see that, I it's hard for me to be like, oh, they're going to stink against lefties, you know? He's been yeah. good this year. He's been a new hitter this year since moving to, you know, Colorado. Um, I think he'll be fine. I-, s- I agree.
1: Yeah. I-, I almost always dismiss those reverse splits unless there's uh, some sort of compelling reason, uh, like maybe a... A guy who's, you know, stopped switch hitting or, like, yeah. something weird like that.
0: Yeah, and, yeah, he's just been such a new hitter since moving to Colorado that you can throw a lot of the other mm-hmm. stuff. Not completely out, but not too worried about it. Um, yeah, the other name I had was uh, Alex Avila gets Mike Pelfrey. Are you an Alex Avila guy at all?
1: Not really, but I can definitely see using that uh, pick today. Yeah, uh, being- he- He's Tigers not exciting. It's you know. It's he's yeah. a He's yeah. not
0: exciting. He's just one of the rare left-handed bats in the mm-hmm. the Tigers lineup. So, could see that go okay. Um, all right, was that it for you at catcher?
1: I also noted Young uh, Gomes against Brett Oberholtzer.
0: Okay, yeah, um, yeah. I, to I, advantage
1: for Gomes. He tends to hit well against lefties. Uh, mm-hmm. hasn't really gotten there yet this year, but I, I think he'll turn the quarter.
0: Yeah, he'll be all right. Yeah, you're right. That's a good one too. All right, How have a first base for you. My first base list was surprisingly small.
1: Yeah, I had trouble getting together a group of guys, too. Uh, early slate...
0: Not uh, com- not often. That's a problem, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: the, the late group is uh, kind of ugly, actually. Uh, yeah. The early slate, you at least have some talented guys. I don't feel wonderfully about their matchups. I probably mm-hmm. like Mark Dixier the most against mm-hmm. Jesse Chavez. Yep. Uh, you could try Jose Breyo or Adam Laroche against Ari Dicky uh Dickey being quite unpredictable when it comes to what's yeah. going to happen to him.
0: You're just kinda rolling the dice there, yeah, uh, just taking a stab at it, and honestly, maybe that matchup feels
1: more gambly than most, but they're they're all like that, yeah, at the, end of the, day. the rest just... of
0: them we just think we know what's gonna happen, but exactly, yeah. No that that's about as good as any
1: I think you could also try Eric Cosmer or Kendris Morales against Nate Carnes too,
0: okay, sure, yeah, I like Nate Carnes though i'm I'm kind of on the Nate Carnes train, yeah, yeah,
1: so when we talk about pitchers today, Nate Carnes is the only one I pulled out of the early group that I actually liked, okay.
0: yeah, spoiler alert, but yeah, no i I like Nate Carnes too. um, how about the late Slate? I only had two names that really jumped out to me later. Um Justin Bohr gets Michael Lorenzen yeah. and Justin Bohr continues to be fine. More importantly, Michael Lorenzen continues to be nothing special. So I think you could do just fine against him. Man, the Marlins have gotten so bad against right handed pitching though. They're like barely beating out the Phillies down at the bottom. It's it's been bad, but Justin Bohr could do okay. And then uh Adrian Gonzalez gets Severino Gonzalez and is only like 3600 bucks on FanDuel, mm-hmm. uh, that's, he's going to do fine. He just produces. He bats in a good spot and a good lineup. Um, so even if he's not hitting 40 homers a year or whatever, he's going to drive dudes in. He's just one of the most dependable RBI guys. So um, I like Agon, uh, but Justin Bour. if you want to be cheaper and sneaky about it. Any other first baseman stick out to you? Uh,
1: the only one I have is on um, DraftKings, Victor Martinez is a first baseman. So yeah. you could
0: try him against Mike Pelfrey. Yep, that, uh, that's not bad either.
1: I, I've liked how he's looked since returning from the disabled list. I think he's pretty much back to form. I don't know if he'll hit, I'll show that like thirty home run power that he had last year, but mm-hmm. it looks like lob balls in play, multiple hits a game, uh, always possible. Yeah. Uh, so should be back to being a nice DFS asset.
0: Yep, he's very capable. Um, okay. Uh, how about second base? What were you thinking? Uh, the early group, again,
1: not too much sticking out. Uh, I like Devin Travis just as a player in general, and mm-hmm. I'm finding his price to be quite affordable these days. Yep. Uh, matchup with Jeff Samarja, not okay. exciting for Travis. It's more just I think he's better than his price tag, and even with the good pitcher on the other end of the matchup, he should be a uh, possible value. Yeah. White Sox also have a terrible bullpen outside of David Robertson, so yes, they, do. they do crack into the bullpen in the fifth or sixth inning. Uh, should be some good things happening in the later innings.
0: Yeah. Um, how about the late one? the The name on top of my list is D Gordon against Michael Lorenza. And Again, the the Marlins don't do much against righties, but he's certainly capable.
1: Yeah. So Gordon, always a multi-hit threat. You uh, can even try Derek Dietrich, uh, had like three hits last night. Uh, he's not nearly as talented as Gordon, board and costs a hell of a lot less as a result. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's a viable uh, bargain play, uh, especially if you're looking to punt a position to get someone like uh, you know, Zach Ranke into your lineup.
0: Yeah, Matt and I talked uh, a lot uh, about trying to get Mike Trout, Jose Bautista, and Bryce Harper in the lineups yesterday and mm-hmm. challenge a lot of our listeners to try and do all three, um, it, which was hard to do, but we legitimately liked the matchups for all three guys. And then uh, right before lineups locked, they postponed Reds Nationals. Right. And so I sent out a bunch of tweets, and everybody kind of scrambled to go, you know, get Harper out of their lineups. Um, and Bautista didn't do much, but Mike Trout hit a pair of home runs and course, you know. So hopefully, if you guys went and uh, ponied up for Mike Trout, that went okay for you uh, on Wednesday. Um, yeah, no, I, I like uh, I like D Gordon if you can afford him. Um, I wrote down uh, Brian Dozier gets David Price, and he'll, you know Brian Dozier likes to lefties, but would you ever pick against David Price realistically?
1: No, uh, not in this case. Uh, there, there's probably guys I would pick. Uh, Dozier isn't quite at that talent level to justify it for me.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. It's a, He's worth a mention. I don't think he'd be crazy, but you can do better. Yeah, there's just better picks. Um, DJ LeMahieu gets Alex Wood, and mm-hmm. that's righty on lefty, and he makes enough contact, and he likes to hit at cores. and DJ LeMahieu is not going to blow you away, but is very capable. So I, I think he's not a bad option. Um, On the flip side, I wrote Jace Peterson at Kyle Kendrick, I uh Stone, of course, but he's thirty seven hundred bucks on FanDuel. That's quite a bit that's, for a guy that doesn't have that much power. Yeah, that's a bit pricey for yeah. uh, what he is. Yeah, um, he's he's a nice little player, yeah. but I'm not sure he's like a mid to high price guy like that. Yeah, but well, me he's a better option tonight,
1: and yeah. he
0: costs four hundred dollars less. Yeah. They can also even do Howie Kendrick, is $500 less. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Of course it's nice and all, but I don't know that it's so nice that I would take Jace Peterson over Howie Kendrick and $500. Bucks,
1: so. yeah, especially for a guy like uh, Jace, who's not a power hitter. Um, he usually gets into one, but it's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're more looking for doubles tonight. and It's a good park for those, but I'm not sure if he'll really return the value you need to... Uh, Justify that especially when you know the opportunity cost probably means you're dropping from a Granky to a uh, Cody Anderson or
0: even yeah. Garrett Richards is you know downgrade yeah. from Granky. Yep. Any other second baseman for you?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, so early group, uh, one other Ben Zobris against Masahiro Tanaka. Okay. speaking at that right field porch. Um,
0: I'll usually take
1: just about any lefty <laughs> at that stadium as a hint of power. Yeah.
0: And that's it, really. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a smaller slate, for sure. Um, okay, how about third base? Where are you going? Uh, early
1: group. Josh Donaldson versus Marsha or Alex Rodriguez versus Jesse Chavez.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Both are just talented hitters, not so much uh,
0: playing a matchup there. Yep, righty on righty, but that's okay. They're both mm-hmm. capable, you know. It's not like either of them really can't handle a right-handed batter, or a right-handed pitcher, so... Yeah, I like those. How about the late group? Uh,
1: late group, i uh, got a few options. I'm not feeling great about too many of them. Uh, Nolan Arenado is probably my favorite against Alex Wood. Yeah. Uh, he really likes to turn it on against lefties. Uh, Coors Field's in play. I uh, would kind of mention that Wood might be the kind of pitcher who plays down at Coors, uh, has trouble with the uh, movement on his stuff. Yeah, I can see that being a problem and Arenado taking advantage.
0: Yep, I like that, too. He's 5000 bucks on yeah. the though. If you yes. can work in the lineup, like, I don't think it's an overpay. You know, like, you just... But it's going to take some management to get there. Um, yeah, and he's only 4500 on DraftKings.
1: He's definitely much more affordable there.
0: Yeah. Luis Valbuena gets Cody Anderson. Do you believe in Cody Anderson at all? You know, I'm on the fence about Cody
1: Anderson. There's... Yeah. Like, he has no strikeouts right now. Uh, His minor league numbers suggest that he should have strikeouts. Uh, His whiff rate isn't terrible.
0: It just hasn't shown up yet.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what to expect. He might not have a put-away pitch, and there's some guys who, you know, in the minors, without that put-away pitch, you can still get the strikeouts because you have good command and control. Yeah. And he definitely has that. Uh, The issue is if he doesn't have anything to really get the whiffs on the two-strike count, then. You know, we're going to be looking at a 5K for nine guy, and that
0: certainly limits his ceiling. Yep. Um, yeah, Luis Valbuena gets him. Luis Valbuena has plenty of power. Um, he has a toe injury he's dealing with right. a little bit, though. so Make sure he's in. Yeah, not sure he will be in the lineup, uh, but I like him if he has some power against him. Trevor Plouffe gets David Price again. It's only twenty seven hundred bucks, but that's not a matchup I can really trust. I would rather pony up a little bit more money. Um Justin Turner gets Severino Gonzalez. He's thirty three hundred bucks. That's not a crazy price and if he's in, he's always very capable of uh producing in that Dodger stack. Never know who's gonna bat in the lineup based on Don Mattingly making the lineup card and how yeah. uh, random it can be. But uh he's usually involved one way or another. Uh, I like Turner. The problem with Turner is he plays five or six times a week. They're trying to preserve his knees. And so he's capable and puts up good numbers, but he will sit from time to time, and it's just the rest. So um, the job is his. He's the main guy there, but he passes over a start or two a week. And so make sure he's in the lineup. You know, don't pick him if you're not going to be able to check your lineups before game time. But, uh, yeah, I like him if he gets in. against uh, Severino-Gonzalez. Uh, any other third baseman for you? I think you could
1: also give Miguel Sano a shot against David Price. Sure. Uh, a guy who's quite cheap, uh, kind of a high variance punt. Yep. I, I can picture Price challenging him and getting burned. Uh, yep. I could see it as a possibility, uh, not something I'm really banking on by any means. Uh, I, in fact, I almost prefer uh, Giovanni Urshella versus Brett Oberholzer. Urshella's hit pretty well against the lefties uh, in his brief career. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that's has gone back into his minor league numbers, too, though. So I think he'll have a decent shot to put up some damage against Oberholzer.
0: Yeah, that's not a bad one at all. Oberholzer's just been bad this year, unfortunately. He used to be borderline competent, but is having a harder time this year. Um, Yeah, he was on the
1: cusp of being decent last year, and I think just with the injuries he's battled this
0: season, he's had trouble getting into a groove. Yep, and he's he's such a control guy that if things aren't Mm -hmm. quite right, um, but yeah. Okay, uh, how about shortstop? What do you think? And I actually wrote five names down, which is a lot for, for most days. Yeah, so that late group, I have five names and uh, a couple guys I picked
1: out from the early crew as well. Uh, Jose Reyes against Samarja. Uh, same thing we've been about all the Blue Jays. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, good pitcher they're facing. good bar Park for power. Reyes is probably far and away the best shortstop of that early group. Yeah. And you could also consider Alcides Escobar bats lead off against Nate Carnes.
0: Yep, yep. I could see that. That's okay. But, uh, yeah, if you can find the money for Reyes, he's 3400 bucks. I think he he's, sticks out there for sure. Uh, it's good to get in on him in case, you know, the Blue Jays can do much uh, against Samarja, which I think they're capable, so you would hope that he'd be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, in the late slate, Johnny Peralta gets Jeff Locke. That's a platoon advantage for him. It's another guy who hasn't shown that many splits. He'll, he'll be capable, and Jeff Locke's just been not great. So I could see that for him. Um, Micah Villas, if he gets in the lineup against Oberholzer, he's kind of gone to much more part-time playing time with, uh, Urshela right. and Lindor coming up, but against lefties is the time that he would make it in if he would, uh, and so he'd be a cheap $2,400 option against Brett Oberholzer. He's very capable against lefties. Tulo is 4400 bucks against Alex Wood. He likes to hit lefties. He's been looking kind of better, um... You wouldn't be crazy. I don't think you'd be giving up. Uh, Matt and I sometimes that picking too low is like throwing your hands in the air and saying, I don't know. You're just kind of going with one of the best guys that can always be good. Um, I don't think it's uh, that random of a pick, though, on this day. I think he'd be a wise pick against Alex Wood. And then for a full $2,000 cheaper, you can go with Jimmy Rollins against Severino Gonzalez. and. Jimmy Rollins on Wednesday hit, you know, a three-run homer. He still has some pop, still has some speed, just not going to hit for average at all. Um Kind of a wild card. I've, I've compared him to Brad Miller and that he likes to, I don't know, hard to get excited about, but it has potential every night, I feel like. Yeah, do you have any other shortstops that I, I glossed over that I missed?
1: Yeah, I got three that
0: I think we can consider. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: definitely not exciting, must-play. Scenarios, but you can consider Carlos Correa at uh, Cody Anderson. Yeah, and I feel like Correa is almost replacing Tulo as my I don't know pick for a shortstop. Yeah,
0: just pick one; he'll produce. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he's uh he seems at least to be a, a better uh, play for multiple hits this year.
0: Yep, uh, absolutely. Is, uh,
1: what scouts are saying about Tulo is that he's just lost his lower half explosiveness with all these injuries he's had over his career. Yeah. And they're finally catching up to him. Still playing pretty well for someone who has lost explosiveness. Yeah, uh, But Korea is definitely the up-and-coming guy. I think he'll uh, soon be the banner shortstop uh, that we all turn to on most days. can also try Hanselton Simmons against Kyle Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simmons being a fairly mediocre hitter at Coors Field. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, not too expensive given the... Uh, ballpark and scenario that he's in tonight with Kendrick yep. on the mound. Yep. And uh, you can also consider Jose Iglesias with Mike Pelfrey, uh, just looking for multiple hits.
0: Yep, That's, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, really not. Yes, he's been using voodoo magic to be decent, but I don't think any of us believe it. Mike Pelfrey's not good, so he'll be fine. Um, okay, cool. And then let's look at outfielders. What are you thinking, starting with that early stack? Yeah, nothing really great, I guess. I mean, you can spend money on Brett Gardner. He's 4200 mm-hmm. bucks, but he gets Jesse Chavez. On the flip side, Josh Reddick's only $2,800, and they're both hitting the Yankee Stadium. Um That's, again, not inspiring, because I think Chavez and Tanaka are decent, but like you said, Tanaka can give up some homers. So would you consider Josh Reddick?
1: Absolutely, I'm I? A- Kind of expected to be about 75% owned, to be honest. Uh, Yeah. Just with that price tag, the stadium, Mm -hmm. Uh, himself being a a good hitter. uh, There's too much to like in that matchup uh, for Reddick to not be on a lot of rosters. Yeah. And you might still have to use him because I really didn't find many names that I like.
0: I mentioned Gardner.
1: Uh, Jacoby Ellsbury's back in action. He costs a lot of money for
0: someone who just came off the disabled list. Right. Uh, so especially so, a guy whose value comes from his legs, you know? right,
1: right. And I'm not sure he's going to provide much of anything on the bases
0: in the next week or two as he um, eases back into action. Yeah, kind of a wait and see guy. Gotta gotta see him have that like first two steel game before you're like, okay, you know, it's there and trust him again. Given um, how thin the
1: group is, you might still end up with him on a roster anyhow, especially yeah. if you go with a cheaper pitcher like Carnes. Yeah. Uh, we can also try Lorenzo Cain against Carnes. Yep. Uh, maybe Billy Burns against Tadaka. Uh, Alvin Cabrera
0: against Ari Dickey. Oh, they're all not exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, just things to try. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of picking on Jordano Ventura, but every once in a while you see a matchup you like, but not just a lineup that it's hard to draw from. And so, like, today mm-hmm. I see it twice, um, starting with that. Like who the heck do you take from Tampa Bay against righties? I talked about this uh, with Matt. David DeJesus, David DeJesus. Kiermaier. You're never really gonna go James Aloney, I don't think. Uh, you'd be uh, getting pretty cute to do it, and I'm not. Like, I it, that's hard to endorse at first base. Um, Kevin Kiermaier's fine. Yeah, you'd be okay, especially in like a, a mini three game slate like that. He's only twenty five hundred bucks. I could see that. Uh, Ventura's having a hard time with lefties this year, so John Jason's back. He's Doing
1: DH work, uh, you could throw them into the catching mix if you'd like.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a weird mini early slate, you're right. Um, how about late games, though? Uh, late games, there's definitely more to pick from. Mm-hmm. I'm still not super
1: thrilled about too many of them. Uh, we might as well start with this uh, Mike Trout versus Felix Hernandez. Uh, I usually stay away from that BVP stuff, I wouldn't really recommend Mike Trout against Hernandez tonight. Yeah. Uh, but he is, uh, hitting noteworthy. 345 against Hernandez, uh, 621 slugging percentage. Yeah. Uh, three home runs and 58 at bats. That's impressive. Yeah. It's, uh, impressive to see that kind of production against such a good pitcher.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's worth attention, uh, for sure. That, that's a good one. Um, I have Jason Hayward against Jeff Locke. Jason Hayward likes to lefties this year for whatever reason. Lefty on lefty, he's doing a good job, and again, Jeff Locke's just not that intimidating. So, let could see that. Um Are you a Tommy Pham guy at all? Not yet. I'm waiting to see more. Uh,
1: I really don't know too much about him, to be honest. So uh, Yeah. So, I-, showed... I just need more sample. <laughs> yeah,
0: it showed a little pop, a little speed in the minors. He certainly wasn't an overwhelming guy. He's not a huge prospect or anything, but... They like batting them leadoff right now before, uh, hmm. their outfield gets back to health. Uh, I don't know. He's 2,500 bucks and it's Jeff Locke. I think the Cardinals are going to do fine against him. So I could see that. Um, and then I wrote down Randall Grichuk. So when he gets in the lineup too, uh, I like him against Jeff Locke. I guess all the Cardinals outfielders could do just fine. Um, how about Preston Tucker at Cody Anderson? Do you like that at all? I don't mind it.
1: Tucker's pulled off a fair amount since. Huh. His initial call up—it's made me a little more wary about using him. I kind of feel like maybe the league's adjusted to him already. And that's yep.
0: never a good sign. Yeah, see that. Um, I wrote down JD Martinez gets Mike Pelfrey. JD Martinez <laughs> is forty-six hundred bucks. Given his hot streak, I could see him being more expensive than that. Forty-six hundred yeah. is—it's not cheap. But I'm just like, okay, yeah, that's that sounds right. That seems reasonable. Um, it's not the platoon advantage, but it won't matter. It's Mike Pelfrey. Um, the other Tigers outfielder for me is uh, Anthony Goes, is 2400 bucks. And Anthony Goes isn't, by all means, that great, but certainly has the speed to make things happen and be a productive part of that lineup. Um, he's only 2400 bucks, And so to get him, you know, against Pelfrey, it's fine. You know, it's, again, it's hard to be excited about Anthony Goes. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, what other outfielders do you like? Any anybody really stick out to you here at night? Uh,
1: for guys who really stick out, it's that Dodgers stack. Yes, Doc uh, Peterson, Yasiel Puig, and then Andre Ethier, who's you know way underpriced in my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: just based on that low back at
0: June,
1: uh, yeah, it was priced out. Everyone remembered how bad he was in the past couple years. Forgot about the early months this year when he kind of reverted to past. Yeah. Uh, successes, and um, I think he's still that solid hitter. Yeah. You get him at a bargain these days.
0: He's 2400 bucks on FanDuel. That's yep. pretty good for a guy that can definitely hit. And that's Severino Gonzalez on the Phillies bullpen. Like, he'll do fine. Um, yeah, I like all those Dodgers guys. I also wrote down Cameron Maben at Kyle Kendrick. One, it's not the Platoon Advantage, which isn't that big a deal. He's $4,300 though. Yeah, that's a little crazy. That's (laughs) 300 bucks less than JD Martinez. Like, Cameron Maven's been good, but come on. Like, I don't know. It's Coors Field and it's Kyle Kendrick, but 4300 bucks. I don't know about that. Um, that's a little hard to justify. Um, also, we are still on Nick Marcakis Homer Watch and he's (laughs) 3200 bucks, uh, in Coors against Kyle Kendrick.
1: Yeah, he's at course. If it's yeah. going to happen. <laughs> yeah,
0: he gets, you know, we're on the homer watch. We're looking out. But um, it's a good matchup for him, even if he's finding the gaps. So, yeah. Um. Okay, any other outfields for you? Is that about do it?
1: I, I like Kelly Johnson as well from that group.
0: Okay, sure. Yeah. I Probably like him it. the
1: most, actually. Uh, maybe as you mentioned, very expensive. Uh, he's 5000 on draft games. So, um, don't, yeah. don't agree with that price. He's been uh, good, but,
0: but <laughs> yeah. anyway. Yeah,
1: Kelly Johnson's 3600 on DraftKings. Uh you a moment, I could find him on uh, Vandal as well. Uh, he's 3500 there, so mm-hmm. not as
0: much of a bargain, uh, relatively speaking, but still quite affordable. And then, uh, all right, let's look at pitchers. Um, you mentioned Nate Carnes. I want to hear what you're thinking on Nate Carnes.
1: Mostly he's just kind of a solid guy. He uh, got Kauffman Stadium, which is the best of the three early parks here, to a very hitter-friendly. Mm-hmm. Royals' lineup hasn't been too intimidating lately. Uh, certainly a uh, tenacious group. Uh, not going to give anyone an easy, easy outing. I uh, just think, you know, Carnes is probably the guy who can uh, give you a you know, reliable, like, 12 fan duel point outing at yeah. a low cost. Um, he, and had, he was so he, bad at the, so the start off- of the well, year yeah.
0: yeah He's straightened things out Like in his last 13 starts Or something off the top of my mm-hmm. head The ZRA's like in the mid twos And he's allowed like a 620 OPS Like his problem is going deep In the games his problem is not getting guys out He has that great curveball uh, The Rays have kind of helped him Straighten out like I like Nate Carnes. I think he's underowned. I think you know He's underutilized. Uh, he's something like 28% owned in Yahoo Leagues, which is bad. He should be well over 50%. He, he's in good shape. I like Nate Kearns. Um And he,
1: the, his team, the
0: Rays, they make heavy use of their
1: bullpen. And I think maybe one of the things that's helped him turn his season around is just understanding that he can go out, give everything he's got, and whenever he's out of juice, be then in the 5th, 6th, or 7th inning, he Yeah. Can, Turned the bullpen
0: and let them finish the job. Yeah, the leash the third time through the order is very short, and that's smart. They're a smart organization. And does it limit his fantasy value? Yeah, but it also means he should be successful. So, um yeah, I like that. He's only 6600 bucks on FanDuel. That's pretty cheap for a guy that could have one of the best outings uh, early on. If you went with Chavez, you wouldn't be crazy. He's 8500 It's just not a good matchup. The Yankees are fifth in WRC Plus against righties. Um, on the flip side, Tanaka is another grand, he's $9,500 on FanDuel, but the A's are 6th against righties, they're right there also, um, and Carnes, uh, is getting the Royals in their 8th, so those are all not great matchups, like we said in that early slate, but I don't think you'd be crazy to take any of those guys either, because they're all very competent. In the later games, I wrote down Carlos Martinez at Pittsburgh, who's a little below average, uh, he's 10000 bucks, though. I mean, I know he's been good, but I don't know that I have that level of confidence in Carlos Martinez. Do you? I'm getting there. You yeah.
1: know what? He's developed some pitches to neutralize left-handed hitters, which is always his problem. He's filthy against righties.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm not really afraid of any of the left-handed hitting pirates, either. No. So
0: Pedro Alvarez think, might run into one, and that's about it. You
1: yeah, know. I, I think you can... Go after Martinez with uh, some confidence tonight.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, 10000 thousand It's not an undoable price. It's just you got to be serious about it. Almost that much, uh, Jose Fernandez gets the Reds, which is a good matchup, but it just seems really early. Are you in on Jose Fernandez? I mean, obviously, he's owned in all regular fantasy leagues, and you should have him, and there's no, there's no real discussing there. It's not like he got dropped or traded or anything. Um, But in DFS, what are you thinking uh, for specifically on Thursday for Fernandez?
1: Honestly, I don't have a good handle on how the Marlins uh, deal with guys coming back from Tommy John. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't strike me as one of those super uh, conservative organizations with their arms. Yep. But uh, Fernandez being who he is, I kind of do expect them to be extra careful with him, uh, even if that's not really an organizational policy. Yeah. Uh, so... We might still be looking at, uh, you know, once he gets to 80 to 90 pitches, if he's not just cruising, could get pulled. Uh, So you probably plan on maybe five or six innings out of him, uh, at which point the price tag starts to get a little prohibitive.
0: Well, and I just feel like, I mean, he's probably going to be fine. He's probably going to be amazing again, but he takes some time. You know, the Mm -hmm. command is just not going to be as sharp. Like right he could easily have a a 3.5 ERA this year, which is not a bad line, but it's not what people were expecting when they drafted and stashed him, you know. I could see him being like that, like being okay this year, and then he has six months to get in, and then next year all of a sudden he's amazing, you know. Um, I'm just, of course I have good hopes for him, but I'm just not all in yet on guys that come back, because people forget a lot of times the surgery doesn't take, you know. Like, there is a non-zero chance he hurts himself again or something like that. We all hope not, but I'm not all in just yet, you know. Uh, but that said, he's a really exciting player. We all hope that he returns the form. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm not all in yet. Um, Felix Hernandez, eleven hundred, eleven thousand four hundred dollars, uh, against the Angels. Um, that's on FanDuel. The Angels are eleventh versus righties. They're certainly competent, um, uh, but not stay away from. Do you like Felix? Other than he has to avoid Mike Trout.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't mind the matchup Yeah, um, against Garrett Richards, it's he's probably the one ace today who doesn't have a clean pass to a win. Mm-hmm. So that affects my decision making somewhat.
0: Yeah. On the flip side, Richards is only nine thousand bucks on FanDuel, and the Mariners are twenty fifth in baseball against Fridays based on WRC plus, and Richards also has five straight quality starts. So I I almost like that more than Felix. Like not in a vacuum obviously, but price wise, uh you could save quite a bit of money and go with Richards and it's a better matchup and he's certainly capable. Not the same ceiling by any means, but certainly capable. If you have any strong opinions on Zach Granke and mm-hmm. uh he costs almost as much as Felix, he faces the Phillies who are dead last against righties. And Zach Granke also, you know, hasn't allowed an earned run in forever uh, in his past four starts. Yeah, no earned runs. Um, is that, is that just like the really expensive obvious pick right now?
1: Yeah, I, it, it's extremely obvious, so. Yeah. I, I think you have to go with an ace tonight, Yeah, if not two, if you're doing DraftKings, so. Mm-hmm. Just because the way everything lines up, you have those, uh, Five guys we're talking about now, David Price as well, and then it kind of drops off very quickly. you got Alex Wood at Coors, uh, Jeff Locke, uh, Cody Anderson. Uh, yeah. <laughs> none of these guys who actually really want to depend on the slide lineup. Yeah. Uh, so if you're using an ace, uh, grinky definitely we got to look at. Uh, most expensive on uh, DraftKings, I think it's 200 cheaper than Hernandez on Vandal.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I. I almost say screw it, go with it anyhow. Even though most people will be in on it, uh, it should dominate the Phillies. I, I know I get a lot of feedback anytime I recommend Grinky that his team doesn't support him with runs. Um, I don't not believe a that's thing. a real thing. Not <laughs> a thing.
0: No, not a thing at all. Stop it. Like he'll be fine. Yeah, just trust the good pitcher and trust the process. Absolutely. Um, yeah, he's just been red hot, and the Phillies are not good. So. That's gonna be a fun one to watch. He could do some pretty big things. Yeah. um, yeah, it's not a lot else to pick from, really, is there? Yep,
1: it's just Price is the other guy you could look at. Yeah, and I-, I like the matchup against the Twins. I think it's fine. You might want to just pony up the extra two hundred bucks and get Granky.
0: <laughs> yep, yep, for sure. Um, okay, you got anything else for us? Uh, that should wrap up our DFS picks for Thursday. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, we're we're getting, again, we're gonna redraft uh figure out something. I'm thinking one of these days right after the All-Star break when there's no baseball, which is super sad. So, if drafting for the second half sounds fun, um, there's still a waiting list, uh, and I was definitely drawing from the waiting list for guys that hadn't quite confirmed to get in on the draft on time, so if you'd still like to play, it's gonna be a link in the post, um, for doing a, a snake draft with me as I get it straightened out and get it right this time. Um, but yeah, uh, if you want to do a redraft league, uh, it's a great idea. I'm glad yours went well and, uh, looking forward to talking about that in the second half. So go sign up, turn your name on the waiting list and we'll try and get you in there. Um, Brad, you got anything else before we get out of here?
1: Uh, yeah, a couple of things. Uh, on the topic of that waiting list, um, mm-hmm. uh, even if it looks like you're way down that group, uh, what I'm going to try to do is, uh, try to. Someone who's willing to commission, uh, be it another photographs writer or even yeah. just someone from that list. Um, yet everyone who wants to play into a league that can't get into a league. Yep. Uh, obviously some people have time commitments that might make it difficult to yeah. get them of uh, their own group.
0: And there's, um, a, there's a third we'll one try to help on our... Sunday, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. yeah, there's a third one going on Sunday. Uh, Birchwood Brothers uh, are hosting that one. Uh, so you got two guys drafting at the top. Uh, they uh, they sound a little more gung ho than I was about getting prepped for that draft too. So that's yeah. you
0: know, a good competition. <laughs> yeah, that's on Sunday. Yeah, there there's going to be a couple leagues, couple opportunities. Put your name on the on the waiting list though. You're right because we have been reaching out to it, and so there's a pretty good chance of getting in for sure. And then the other thing
1: is uh, you mentioned Yahoo's put out this new uh, daily fantasy Pro platform of their own. Yes. Uh, took a look at it this morning uh, just to give some initial impressions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have it set up so that the pricing is more like uh, the traditional fantasy leagues. So you have $200 to draft a, uh, a DraftKings-style roster with uh, two pitchers. Okay. And uh, they don't have multi-position eligibility like DraftKings. Everyone seems to have one position. Okay. Other than that, uh, haven't seen enough to really have too many more impressions. Um, just It's kind of like draft gigs, but not exactly. Uh, pricing scales differently. I'm going to guess that you'll have uh, at least to start with uh, quite a few more uh, less experienced players yeah. in the pool. Which uh, so is could, seen could as an good. advantage, right? Yeah, could be good if you're looking to try to s- get some money. Um, not sure if I'm actually going to invest in uh, Putting together a wide upstairs just because I already do two DFS sites and it's uh, yeah. hard enough as it is.
0: Yeah, but that's that's interesting to see it grow. Like it's kind of been a two horse race for a while, and I don't know if it's going to be a huge competitor, but it's definitely a big backing, you know, from Yahoo. I also yeah, saw, I thought it though, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting to launch uh, mid season too.
1: That's true. I, yeah. I imagine they'll get market share uh, just because they're Yahoo. Uh, they already have that standard mm-hmm. fancy platform that draws so many people, and mm-hmm. that should be just an excellent gateway, especially yep. if they can come up with a way to keep the games from being dominated by the sharks. Yeah. Uh, that'll really make all those little micro-gamblers uh, happy and give them a place to play.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's worth it. That's yeah, that's interesting. It's definitely a, a ripple in the DFS world for sure. And hopefully didn't screw up Yahoo stuff that much as we tried to do our draft there. Uh it was weird. We're like, oh, tonight, really? Uh um, <laughs> we might have just had bad uh errors for whatever reason. But Yeah,
1: you might have just had a bad server. Uh maybe yours was affected and my ours wasn't. It was weird. It was yeah. weird
0: because it was happening to a lot of people. Yeah. Um well cool. Yeah, you got anything else before we roll out of here before Friday? I think that's it. Uh if
1: you wanna look at the rosters from our uh the Daily Grind invitational, that I'm calling it, uh you can check about on the Daily Grind. I have a link to the league homepage and my roster's posted.
0: Great. Yeah, check that out on Rotograms. Also follow Brad on Twitter at baseball Eighteen. Team. It's a good place. I'm sure that's all linked there. You can go find all of his stuff, including stuff from the Daily Grind Invitational. I'm on Twitter, at HigginsFOS. Getting a lot more uh, conversation about fantasy baseball in general, which is good. Like, uh, bouncing around, talking about that kind of stuff. So shoot me a follow or some tweets uh answering fantasy questions or just talking about crazy stuff going on in games. Um, that should do it for us. We'll talk to you tomorrow. i will be back with Matt on Friday uh, before the break forgot uh brad i'm not sure i'll be talking to you next week there's just not that much baseball going on that's true yeah, uh, yeah. getting a week off from the podcast uh, i'm pretty <laughs> sure it's how the schedule is gonna go so brad uh i'm sure i'll talk to you but enjoy the all-star break and i'll talk to you uh, uh in a week and a half or so
1: yep talk to you then all right see you guys
0: thank you for listening to the field of streams podcast